When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal can find the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio, and across the Hale Varsity Radio network. Dave's been patient. Dave, thanks for hanging through the break. Go for it. There was one of Harburg's interceptions I didn't think was his fault. It, it was down the would have been Harburg's left sideline and the guy was open momentarily and then the safety came across and made the interception but Mm -hmm. I think the receiver looked like he quit on the play at least he could have broke it up or the other guy didn't intercept it I thought he pulled up short when he saw there was going to be a collision I wouldn't have put that one on Harburg Yep, four touchdowns, two picks, uh, and as Coach McBride laid out, pretty brutal win to throw into because it was coming from all sides. Uh, that uh, my my my, I do. It was. I know exactly which play you're talking about. And one thing that I'll say is, from watching the replays on that, Illinois showed a cover two. They ran a cover two. That's usually not the time whenever you want to 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 take a shot deep. There is down the sideline on plays against cover two. It's called a hole shot. Where the uh, That's where they tried to go, right? The, the safety doesn't get over in time. The corner passes it off, and there is an opportunity. You have to really put that one on a line and put it directly on the sideline. I don't think the the decision was necessarily horrible, as bad as some people were saying, but the the execution of it was really really bad. You gave the the safety a chance to come over and make that play. Yeah. Will you be doing a live show next Friday, even though there isn't a game? We are going to be mean, in. Uh, we're going to be in studio. I got that info. Oh. I got that info. This morning, but we'll be we'll be up there at the Hale Varsity Club on Friday, the twentieth of October. We'll try to make it. Hey, Dave, appreciate you. Thanks for your time, yep. man. Thanks again. Thank you. Good to hear from him. The old hole shot, <laughs> uh, and you better you better put some umph on it. Want to talk a little recruiting? I mean, might as well Let's talk a little recruiting. It's a bye week, and we get a, we get a chance to talk some recruiting this week, and you don't have. A, uh, a potential loss looming at the end of the week. No, and, uh, you know, what's the word on uh, Caleb Pye from, uh, from Omaha Central? Super talented offensive lineman, one of the top linemen in the state, and uh, he uh, has been committed to Illinois, was on social media last night and declared that he has reopened his commitment. What does that mean? Does it mean anything for Nebraska, or does it mean more for uh, Missouri? And right now, kind of the rundown is this. We've reached out to some recruiting folks, and uh, he's he's a project offensive lineman. Uh, Nebraska, I think, gave him a timeline to try and decide to commit, and he ended up looking at and, and really liking Illinois and committed to Illinois. Nebraska is still in search of, of bricks, of course. He's their number one guy. And uh, I, I think in just from a couple of folks I talked to before the show that you had Pye from 
looking harder at Missouri. And it may be more of a situation, Elijah, where, all right, I'm decommitting from Illinois. I'm going to really look hard at Missouri and go that route. You had a really good ball game by the Tigers against against LSU this weekend, where it was a three-point game and a pick six made it look a little bit better. But Missouri led that ball game by double digits at times. So Coach Drinkowitz is having a good season. And, you know, Missouri seems to be turning a bit of a corner despite their loss. Now, it's the battle of resilience in the SEC for this Saturday where Kentucky is trying to get up off the mat and they got to go to Missouri after uh, Missouri had found their way into the rankings. But right now, I think Nebraska is all in on bricks. We'll see if they get him. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a tough, tough task, but Nebraska will, will try. I think bricks get out of Iowa. It's probably looking real hard at Oklahoma. And if you're Nebraska, you've maybe already devoted that scholarship out that that isn't there any longer for Pyfram. That's where I look at it. You don't ever want to say no to offensive linemen, but the the opportunity was there and that is passed. You never say never. You never close the door. You never shut it down. But I think right now Pyfram's probably looking at Mizzou based on his weekend visit. Yeah, and uh, another thing I'll say here is Nebraska does have 26 guys in the boat, and I don't. I the NCAA regulations with recruiting and first-year coaches and all that it changes weekly. Should I know them off the top of my head? Probably. Am I going to? No. It just feels like those are always ever changing. I'll just say Nebraska has a scholarship limit that they have to hit at the start of fall camp, similar to this year. You assume there's going to be some movement in the transfer portal after the season. Uh, you would assume Nebraska is going to be bringing some guys in with 26 commits already. You do kind of start to ask the question of, well, how many spots realistically are actually left? And and that, that December signing period comes up quick once the season ends. So you have to have it pretty set by the time that rolls around. And you can obviously have a little bit of movement before the final signing period in February. But I am not of the opinion that, that Nebraska... N- thinks they need all that many more guys in this class because again the the transfer portal is now how you clean up your your mistakes and your immediate needs quickly as opposed to going to the portal like nebraska oh yeah they need offensive line help they need offensive linemen nebraska doesn't need offensive linemen necessarily recruiting wise because they have a solid class right now there already i think there's guys the coaching staff likes and those are guys that assuming this program is built the way you expect it to be built, how Matt Rule and and Coach Ryle and those guys have stated, those offensive linemen probably aren't going to be seeing the field for two to three years. So if you need immediate help on the offensive line, you go to the portal as opposed to a guy like Pyfram. I don't think you want to say no to an in-state kid. You don't want to say no to a high-level offensive lineman. But if there is an uphill battle that needs to be fought for a guy like Pyfram, I think there's other places that during a season your resources can be spent maybe a little more wisely. Well, and this tweet was was uh, pretty big from our friend Dean Blevins, who covers Oklahoma, and he touched on how big Rouse was on the winning touchdown pass. Rouse, who was in on Lincoln for 12 hours before Oklahoma, he was able to to block two guys, keep them away from, from Dylan Gabriel long enough to get Anderson the football and that go-ahead score and that win 34-30 to over uh, Texas. And let's be honest, we all 
smiled and rejoiced gloriously that Texas got beat in heartbreak fashion by Oklahoma in a drunk football game where you had all sorts of fun in the first quarter. You had turnovers, you had scores and lead changes, and then you had a uh, a final three minutes of pure drama where it was just awesome. That's where I turned the game on. It was about three minutes off because I'm up at Whiskey Fest. You talked about the game being You're just drama. like, give me another. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm getting Boba samples soon. while I got it pulled up, dude. And then you got to see Oklahoma go score the winning touchdown in front of the home fans. Or I shouldn't say the home fans. Half, in the, front home, of the, uh, half the home fans. In front of your supporting contingent. Awesome, awesome football game. And that's uh, one thing that we get to look forward to in a bye week, Schmitty, this week is towards the end of the week, we get to start being like a, a neutral college football fan and just appreciating the games we have on tap this week because there's some good ones. Washington and Oregon coming up mm-hmm. this weekend. You have USC and Notre Dame. And you can talk about the gauntlet of Notre Dame's schedule over the past about four weeks or so. Some 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 good battles, especially out west, coming up this weekend. And we kind of get to be a fan this week. Uh, Coach fun. Jim Hansen of Pius says, Irish by a thousand. I know where his heart and his head is at. Did he actually say that? You're putting words in I'm his mouth. I'm putting words in his mouth. But he's <laughs> going to say, especially against SC, he's going to be like, give me the Irish at a grand at a thousand. They'll win by a G. All right, we'll wind down this Monday edition. Hail Varsity continues.